1: Sports Talk Saturday on WGR, Sports Radio 550.
2: Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you, along with Corey Griswold on the board. Still waiting on Paul Hamilton. We should be hearing from him in just a few moments, as it is locker clean-out day down at KeyBank Center. I was saying the first hour though, it's it's not nearly as depressing or sad as most of them are where you just it, you, you feel like the world is ending a little bit or that there's Or this, you just
3: don't want to even talk to yeah, them.
2: Yeah, or yeah, you're kind of like at a point where you're like, I just
3: Yeah, I don't I just, need to, I don't need to see you guys anymore. It's fine.
2: Yeah, I'll hey. see you in October. Yeah. I'm already not happy about that. Like there's none of that feeling. It is a good feeling around the team. Right. I think that should continue. And in part and I, I, I feel bad that I am saying it like this, but like in part I'm excited because guys like Dallen are still mad about not making the playoffs. Like they're still so frustrated, just missing out. That'll that'll linger with you. And I wanted to. I want this team to come out swinging next year, not having an eight-game losing streak early on in the season. It would
3: be cool to beat the Islanders every time you play them.
2: Like for there was not a team I like watching less.
3: Yeah, like look like it. Like every time you play the Panthers, every time you play the Islanders, wreck them. Like look mad. Look like yeah. oh you chumps, mm-hmm. you're the chumps, yep. and just. Go ahead and take it out. That'd be fine. I just oh, there is not a team I like less to watch because there were Speaking. times when they didn't against those teams where they looked no. like ah, what oh no, it's hockey again ah, crap, I forgot how to play and then they just get yeah. run. Every time you play them, act like you want to kill them. Yep, I mean like they have some of those guys like I, like they already they they do not like Florida. And, I I have loved those Florida and, games and like deceptively key spots, not like bottom six guys like no. Alex Tuck like. Darlene, like dudes who eat minutes for you all the time Just on the ice, it. absolutely furious. Yep. Like, that's
2: cool. I love it. It it's it brings a cuz I don't really care for the fighting aspect of hockey anymore. Like I am I am somebody I like to see skill. I like I like to see scoring. I like the defensemen now are like scoring like 28 goals a season. Like that's sick to me. Yeah. But like every now and then like a huge hit, I'm like, "Oh, yeah, baby." Playing
3: the game like you're muttering under your breath the entire time. I love it.
2: I'm all I'm all for it. Yes. Speaking of the playoffs though, we haven't really even touched on it. That starts Monday. Is there any team not named Boston? I know Boston's on there. But is there any team like in these playoffs that you're just like, "Please don't win."
3: What? Who are th- I'd never heard of it. What's playoffs? The playoffs, oh, it's, it's, it.
2: it's a cool thing. The cool kids do it. We are not part of the cool kids. We are trying to do that. We're trying to have our summer glow up <laughs> going into senior year. We're trying to have our summer glow <laughs> that's, up.
3: That's right. Um, we're getting. We're taking our photos in front of every single mural or neon sign every little um, drastically overpriced restaurant puts up, uh, putting it on that's our okay. Instagram accounts. That's okay. That's right.
2: Is there any team, though, that you sit here and go, uh, not them, not them?
3: I, I mean, everybody's sick and tired of Tampa Bay. Um, Let's see. Uh, I don't even know who made it in the West. Who's out there? Give me the names. Let's talk. All right. In the West, we've got Colorado versus Seattle. Dallas versus Minnesota. Seattle made the playoffs.
2: Seattle had 100 points. (laughs) You got to love those expansion teams, man. Got to love it. (laughs) So Seattle. I'm
3: so mad.
2: uh, Vegas and Winnipeg. I didn't even know. Whatever. Who cares? (laughs) Vegas, Winnipeg, and Edmonton, LA. That's out West. Hmm. I kind of want to see Edmonton win it. Yeah, well, yeah sure. I don't really want Conor McDavid to be like, as a, this isn't as an Angels fan for baseball. I don't really need like another team that has like a generational star that just can't it win. That just games. dies. I, I don't need that. Honestly, it's a bit of pride for me Angels, that like man. I root for 85 wins in MVP every year.
3: Oh boy. Angels man, gotta figure that thing out right quick. That's tough. A hard one. If you were playing that kind of season in any kind of like manager game on a computer, mm-hmm. right? Like you're playing like outside, if you're playing like baseball manager or something and that's the team you set up. You had those two generational talents and you won 85 games every year and never made the playoffs. You are blowing up awesome. that save file
2: instantly. It's awesome. I love it.
3: You wouldn't allow it.
2: Oh, absolutely. All right, we are going to go now to the Wester Hotline where our old Paul Hamilton is standing by. Paul, how are we doing today, my friend? Well, how are you doing? I'm doing right. The weather's fantastic, by the way, Paul. I don't know if you've is been it? outside. I haven't
4: been outside since like eight thirty, <laughs> so I, I I don't know. I've been inside. Oh,
2: uh, I'm very ba- excited to leave. The at bandits 2:00. or
4: somebody here is holding a clinic uh, across, so I'm watching that right now. Well, That's good. That's for, good. For the little kids. So I funny.
2: I can't wait. At two o'clock, I'm going to leave here. Sunglasses on. The windows down in the car. And I'm just going to drive around for like two hours. It's going to be wonderful, Paul. But we do have locker cleanout day today. How's that been going? Who have we heard from so far? I, I do know it's a bit of a break now, but who have we heard from so far?
4: Alex Tuck, Rasmus Dahlin, Jeff Skinner, Kyle Oposo, Zemgis Gergensens, uh Eric Comrie. So uh, a bunch of guys have gone. More, more of the veterans today, and then tomorrow we'll get to the younger players like Cousins and Quinn and Paterka and those guys. So uh, more, more veteran guys get to go first on this first day. And uh, so it's, you know, everybody, of course, is disappointed that they you know missed the playoffs by two points. They're obviously all very excited about the progress they've made this year and what the, what it's going to look like for them next year. And, uh, but uh, a lot of disappointment and a lot of anger that uh, they came up
2: two points short. Has that been kind of the main takeaway from these guys? That like they're all still mad. I know you know Dalene and, and Oposo We heard a little bit from after the New Jersey game, but yeah, I, I did see on Twitter Dalene still saying that like it still stings, it's still there, and I I personally imagine that'll stick. But is that kind of the main takeaway from all these guys so far? And you want it to stick because that'll just make
4: Dalene work harder, and he already works hard in the in the summertime, and he has to take a little bit of a break here to let his body heal he's not going to play for sweden because of that at the world championship but uh, he said he had an upper and lower body injury that he'd been playing through because it was nothing that kept him out but it you know it was there so uh you know but once that heals up you know he'll he'll be right back to work and going uh, but as he said, he goes, I don't want to get on a plane and go back to Sweden right now. He goes, I want to be preparing for a playoff series. And
2: He wants to play on Monday.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he goes, it sucks that I'm getting ready to go back to Sweden. He goes, that's not what I want. And uh, so, you know, that's, the kind, that's what motivates him and keeps him going.
2: We heard also from Kyle Poso. Is there any sense of what his future holds? He's going to be an unrestricted free agent this year, but he is in his 30s now. Like did you get a sense talking to him that there's a decision looming here?
4: Yeah, there is. He hasn't, you know, he's got to talk to his family and, and go through and so now that process starts and it sounds like it's either retirement or play for the Buffalo Sabres. It doesn't really sound like he wants to play anywhere else so you know he said this year was a very difficult year on him so he has to go home and and figure it out and figure out how he feels and how his body feels and how his wife feels about it and the family and everything and then he'll come to a decision and we don't even know if the buffalo sabers would want him back uh you know as zemgus gergensen says he would love he'd love to be back but he also understands this is a business so uh You know, those decisions are, you know, those are the things that now, you know, Kevin Adams and his staff are going to have to talk about and think about where they want to go forward. It's not just Gergensen's and Oposo's decision. You know, the team has to decide, you know, they would like to come up with some sort of contract to bring those guys back, and who knows, you know, what those decisions will be.
2: Looking towards the off season, Eric Comrie spoke today as well. What's the feeling on that goaltender situation? Devin Levi got the start last night, which I think to some was a bit surprising. I know I was a little surprised. I did think one of UPL or Comrie would play. What, what is the sense you got from Eric Comrie today of, of like maybe what his future is? He is, I think, under contract for another year. Yes. But is there a feeling here maybe UPL and Comrie could be playing elsewhere next year, especially with now the emergence of Devin Levi?
4: I don't know if the Sabres are ready to give up on a 24-year-old goalie. I mean, goalies sometimes take longer. Uh, Lena Stallmark is a great example. He he went through six years of development before he was ever the Sabres' number one goaltender. So, I would be v- shocked if they're willing to give up on Lukenden right now. But I mean, you know, Comrie absolutely, and he was being sincere. He he's got eyes. He understands. He sees Levi here. He understands how young Lukinin is, but. He still wants to be a part of it. He goes, I love playing on this team. I love playing for these guys and with these guys. He goes, I want to play more with this team and these guys. So he goes, he said he absolutely wants to be back next year and part of things. So, um, as I said, he and Luke and they, they, they can see. I mean, they, 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 they can see Devin Levi showing up and mm-hmm. how he played and everything. And they basically already have made him the number one goalie this year. In a short the short time he was here, and I always well, you know, Lucan hasn't, hasn't said this or anything, but I just wonder what is he thinking? You know, last year he played really well here in Buffalo, and then went back down. And this year he won the job in training camp. There's no question about it. he by far was the best goalie by far, and once got sent down, and they had to call him in the off season because they signed Comrie, and they had to call him in the off season because they drafted a goaltender kind of reassure him that they liked him and everything. So where's his at head at with this organization? He too can see that Devin Levine shown has shown up. But both most, most most teams need two goaltenders. You know, yeah, it's rare. A couple of organizations do it, Nashville, Winnipeg. But it's rare to have a goalie run a goalie out and hardly ever use the backup. So most or even even in Boston, Swamin played a lot. Even even though Allmark was the best goalie in the NHL this year, Swayman played a lot. So you, you basically need two goalies. So how does Lukinin look at it? He, I think he he can figure out. He's smart guy. That Levi is their goalie, but you know, they, they, does he look at? Yeah, there's still room for me here. There's still room for me to play games. But if they ever get in a playoff series or anything, I think he can rest assured he's not playing unless there's an injury. So I just wonder how he feels about the organization and if maybe he would like a fresh start somewhere else or if he likes it here and wants to stay with these guys
2: and be a pair with Devin Levi. Speaking of like maybe needing a fresh start, a guy, if you asked me the trade deadline, I would have said probably had to have been, but now this is going to be more looking toward last night as well. But the emergence of Casey Middlestad. I, I, like, w- Paul, what have you seen over, the, like I would say, probably the last month or so, that has led to like this kind of play. He had two points again last night, finishes the season on 59 points, career highs in everything. What have you seen the last few weeks games that have just I mean, like to me now, I, I personally I just I think he's like a lock on this roster now. He went from a guy I maybe wanted to trade to, I can't even think about that anymore.
4: Maybe he should think about it. Think nah, trade, it value, trade value. Trade <laughs> value. Well, think of it this way. They need desperately a top four defenseman. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They've got a lot of forwards, and they got two sitting in one. I'm sorry, one sitting in Rochester, and one sitting in Junior. That may make this team next year. Who are very talented guys and number one picks last year in Savoy and Kulik. So, if you could get a really good defenseman that you could pop into your second pair, you know, might might it be prudent to flip your depth, so to speak? You know, take a Casey Middlestat because you've got Quinn, you've got Patrka, you got Savoy, you got Kulik, you've got. Uh, um, Roseanne, you've got uh, um, Austlin. These are all number one picks they haven't played yet. And so you might look at it that way, that not looking to trade him, but other organizations might be a lot more interested in Casey Middlestat right now, might be able to give you some good value. And if you can turn that into a second pair
2: defenseman, I would give it some serious thought. It's interesting. I mean, he, he really did go from a guy I don't want to say he looked lost. It's just I just was wondering where he was gonna go and now one of their better playmakers, he was on the first line for a lot of this time with, with Thompson getting moved down to the second line due to injury and stuff like that. But he has been a lot of fun to watch. I, I that's a player I, I I know what you're talking about, but I'm at a point now like I would actually be really upset. I, I would get it, but I'd be like, oh, man, really? we got to see the end of that, but I get it. Paul, we're going to let you go. Well, you, you, you just used a perfect example, yeah. though,
4: why I keep try, trying to tell people they don't number lines. You just said Thompson went down to the second line. Thompson's it's truly, not a second Ryan player. No, no. He was, mean, he was more just playing with Cousins for a little bit there. It's, it's basically lines that they feel will work, you know? Uh, there, there are times where Krebs, Oposo, and Gergensons are, quote, the third line. There are times they'd be, quote, the fourth line. Mm-hmm. And I could sit here and make – and you could say they're the third line and I could sit here and tell you, no, they're the fourth line and make a great case for it. Or you could say they're the fourth line and I could sit here and then in the next 15 minutes and tell you they're the third line and make a great case for it. So you have a top line around here. But when Thompson's not on it, you can't say he's on the second line. He's not a second-line player. It's just that sometimes coaches put combinations together – to see how they will work and
0: sometimes
2: it, it gets juggled around absolutely and he, and he took advantage of his opportunities more than once he has looked incredible down the stretch Paul we're going to let you go though I do know it is your lunch break don't want to keep you too long and we do want to hear as well from some of the players that spoke today as well so thank you so much yep, for coming we'll on get
4: today. those to you and I know you've got what about 40 minutes or so so uh, the fans will be able to hear some of the
2: guys beautiful thank you so much Paul talk to you again soon Yep. Mm-hmm. That was Paul Hamilton, who's on our Western Hotline, and his reports on WGR are brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. I don't know if I want to think about Casey Middlesex getting traded. <clears throat> I'm I at that point now. I don't know if I want to do it, Corey. Oh, God.
3: The minute anybody looks even remotely good, people in this town do this crap. I don't want to do it. But Paul is right though. But what if he's but, good someplace else? Yeah. So everybody's good someplace. Well, no. Else. I, like I'm fine, fine if he's
2: good somewhere else. I've like I have just really liked watching a play, and it's become a good story. Like he's not okay. just a pretty good player, sure. but it's like man, he went truly from just like the one guy. Him and I would probably say Victor Olufsen as well. Of like just get them off my team. I might thing. have
3: replacements for him coming. I do and, not and Paul have mentioned a re- how many guys did he mention there that haven't even like gotten a shot yet, in their first round picks. Yeah. I so mean, they're like, it's fine if, if you can tr- flip him for something you need and don't have coming. And we took calls in the, in the first hour. It was it,
2: defense and backup goaltending seemed to be the main points. Yeah. Okay. And so if Casey Middlesex gets you a guy who's going to be a really, really good. Top four defenses. And you, would t- you
3: tell them exactly that. You rock, you delivered, you did everything you need to do. We're trading you. Because you know why? Because right now, you're an asset and you weren't before. Yeah. Now you're worth it. We are getting something we desperately need on this team and we could not have done that if we didn't have you to do it. It's going to be it, like that, would, oh, man. Because no one ever thinks about a trade like that, right?
2: Like, I've never heard someone think about a trade like that of a player getting traded. It's usually like a sorry, man. Like they're not giving up he on you. He played himself
3: into trade bait.
2: Yeah, but he like did. a worthy trade bait. It wasn't like yeah, you'll package him like together with Olafson and like a second round pick, and then it's valuable. It's like Casey Middlesex could get traded for like himself in a third, and you'll get like a really yeah. good player back. And he's gonna go and play like top line minutes. Well, and, like that's my thing too. He put up fifty nine points in a bad first half of the season. Oh yeah, career highs across the board. Bad first half of the season. You know there are some teams with bad center depth. Yeah, I even put Minnesota in here.
3: Just as one of those teams. Bad center depth. They're all, are like licking their chops he's going. He's their third-line center Ooh. at best. Yeah. Because you're not going to give him more minutes than Cousins. You're not taking Cousins minutes away so that Cousins, Middlestat Cousins is can a be goal there. scorer and a
2: playmaker. Can't he do can't, it. Can't do it. So, and like, younger.
3: S- sorry. You got a log jam. So nope. And if Middlestat goes, that's not a statement like Middlestat isn't good for this team. It is going to be one of those like... Oh, but wait, look what we have. Yeah,
2: you've built built your team correctly. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of these trades, too. Like, looking back to the trade deadline, I wanted Timo Meyer. But I was thinking a lot of prospect wise of like who could go. But now I'm like, ooh, would San Jose wanted a guy like a Casey Middlestake.
3: And I mean like because there are so many there's so there's such scarcity in playing time in the league, so few spots. You want people to be able to be moved like this. Yeah, you do. Where you can find the like what is appropriate for a guy of his talent and his skill. Where should he go? Yeah. Like and if it's not the Sabres, he should be for his own sake and for the Sabres sake moved someplace where someone else can come in and take it would, the spot and be, be, be near
2: his prime. It's the point. He'd be turning twenty five. He'd be near his prime. It's not his prime. It's the free market, babe. It's beautiful. Love it. Good for him. He's he's been one of my favorite stories, and he only came up in like the last month or so, like that he really turned it on and, and just put up like just point after point after point. He's been so much fun to watch. A lot of playmaking ability. His goal to Skinner yesterday was that's good chef's stuff. Kiss. Yes.
3: He was he has been personally involved in some yes. crazy level plays the past two weeks. It's been it's been a ton of fun to see. Darlene's Especially goal,
2: because like, you're seeing guys like Tate Thompson be injured, and to see guys like Casey Middlestat. Pick up the mantle yeah. and just keep the offensive flow going. Been brilliant to watch.
3: Well, I, I, I forgot who it was the goal. Da, Darlene's goal uh, passed to Middlestat um, uh, last Saturday against Carolina. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Like, Middlestat knowing like I am in the void right here and just has the stick down and like sees Darlene. Darlene's not looking at him, but he knows Darlene sees him because he knows Darlene. And Darlene's just like boop, you're in the spot. You need to be tapping in boy and it's in the net. It was gorgeous. It's the two things that have always been missed. There's always, they've had, the Sabres have one or the others: A guy mm-hmm. waiting, they're ready to go, and no one can get on the puck. Or a dude sending the puck right through the spot and where somebody no should be there. and nobody's there. Mm-hmm. That was Vanek. Vanek was a fabulous passer and would always put the puck right where somebody should be and nobody was ever there. Mm-hmm. And now you have Darlene, who's an incredible playmaker, absolutely skilled, and there's middle stat just like, ah, I'm ready. And, and, boom, and normally right that would net.
2: be like a guy like Tate Thompson.
3: Yeah. That's the thing. Is
2: if you can get multiple of those guys... You're off they the do. races. We have... The, the Sabres do yeah, now have you multiple do. guys. Skinner, Tuck, look at Cousins. Look at the production. Yeah. Oh. They're, they're such a fun team. This is why, like, I like. we're going into the offseason. I don't care. I want to talk about them.
3: Fans clearly want to talk about them. Yeah. They're a ton of fun. It's okay to have fun with sports. Yeah. Well, is it... You know what? Is it really? Okay. Ask a ask a trusted adult. Ask Mets fans. It's never fun. It's never fun to, the, I, never
2: I, fun I, to watch I sports. I said... Ask a trusted adult. Oh, fair point. That's a fair point. Oh, I hate to see it. Although, I, it, we started this segment with me talking about being an Angels fan, so it's not really... I, <laughs> I'm throwing stones in a glass house here.
3: <laughs>
2: you hate Ooh, to boy. see it. You hate to see it. Ooh. We're going to take a quick timeout when we come back. We'll get some of that audio from ya, for you from you. Wow, that was rough. Kyle Poso, Rasmus Donnelly, Eric Comrie, among others. We'll hear that when we come back. you listen to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR.
1: Don't forget to check out the WGR apparel at WGR550shop.com. Shop for t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and more. Get your hands on a We Still Believe t-shirt at WGR550shop.com. All the sports, news, music, news, and podcasts you want are all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Brought to you by Value Home Centers. For the do-it-yourselfer in you.
4: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. medella is your reward. medella the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you for about another half hour or so as we wrap up a beautiful Saturday here on WGR. By the way, happy Jackie Robinson Day. I've gone almost three hours and I haven't said that. We've got baseball being played right now. But happy Jackie Robinson Day. we got games starting at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I have a new nemesis. It is this television in the studio. I, I I have a new nemesis. It's the television. I'm not a fan of it. That's tough. For the first time of me sitting in this, this studio, it is not turned on. I think it's personal. I'm not happy.
3: Uh, well, uh, we are a radio station. I wanted to watch... Baseball though, like as I was
2: talking, just have that on in the Ooh, background. Real sicko stuff. Eh, it's Jackie Robinson Day, and, and you know I am. The Angels are playing well, so like I'm still in the baseball mood. I'm not lying. I've been. I was
3: been thinking about the Bison's a lot. Now I've got to go good. to a game.
2: I've got to get to a game yeah. this year. I have to. I've been, I, th- That's been bad on me that I have not gone nearly as much as I should have. Disrespectful terrible. We do have some of the player interviews from over at KeyBank Center for Locker Cleanup today, and we're going to get you over to that right now, where we have Sabres forward Alex Tuck with Paul and the media.
4: Well, as you take a look at this season, the obvious progress that's made from when we were talking in October to now. What did, what did you see from this season?
5: Um, I saw a lot of growth from our team on uh, as a whole unit, and a lot of individual growth Um, throughout the entire season. I mean, it was obviously not perfect. We came up short when um, in uh, regards to making the playoffs, but I thought we made really big steps in the right direction. I thought we made a lot of people in the city of Buffalo proud um, through our work ethic and our our attitude um, and our emotion in this locker room. Cause we were true to ourselves and we really showed that we care about that logo on the front of our jersey and about the city of buffalo in general
0: what has it meant to you to be healthier than you have in a while and be so productive in a chapter that means so much to you and build upon your time here
5: yeah that was something going into um last summer and uh, my off-season workouts was to be as healthy as possible for the next season and uh, obviously, there was a, um, a play that happened that I couldn't have avoided um, that caused me to miss eight games. I was really pushing to play an 82-game season. It's not easy to do. Um, there's a couple guys that apparently can do it a lot of years, but <laughs> most guys struggle. I think we only had one guy in this locker room do it this year, um, and he was a guy that was had some injuries last year too, so I was really proud that he was able to play 82 seasons is something to be proud of. And so, um, yeah, I guess uh, that's something that I focused on, and I'm hoping to focus on this summer as well going forward.
0: And to be so productive in that time, I mean, 27 more points than your last 74-game season, which was 2018, I believe. What does it mean to you to really get things grooving and clicking at this level in the blue and gold? Yeah. um, No,
5: that's something that I I was proud of myself for. Um, I thought I took a big step in my personal development as a player, and um, I thought I had a good year, honestly. And uh, I was able to find some chemistry with um, several different players, uh, especially Skinny and Tom Tomer, two unbelievable players, really easy to play with. And uh, at times, they made me look good, so that that was that was nice. But um, yeah, I'm I'm happy, um, but I'm definitely not content, and I'm going to continue to try to get better. and um, looking forward to the next season.
2: Alex, in what ways did Tage take even another step this year?
5: Um, I mean, he came out obviously last year was 38 goals and you can look and see how many goals guys score and he started turning heads last year a little bit. He started making the defenders and realized when he was out there, he started getting the matchups. This year was a whole different story. I mean, it was every game we had to worry about which defenseman he was going to play against and on the pk they started shadowing over and he came out and he was still scoring at will so that was something that to not only dominate uh, but to dominate against some of the best defenders in the league was something that i think he should be really proud of and um he continued to do so and obviously he was a little banged up at the end and he still pushed through and um that that was a learning experience for him too is uh and i i was think that he had an unbelievable year, and like I said, this, he had a year that's, that a lot of guys haven't been able to do in their career. and. Uh just awesome work for him
4: you're still a young guy but i'm sitting here looking at your locker you're surrounded by 21 year olds i mean what is that like for you it's not only 21
5: year olds but talented 21 year olds it's really annoying <laughs> i'll be honest uh jack quinn great stall mate jj Perturka, not a good stall he's a messy messy guy um but no it's no it's great it, it, it's great and um like I said, I'm not an older uh, older guy by any means. I don't feel old, but there are definitely some young guys. we being the youngest team in the league. I guess when you're 26, it's it, you're one of the older guys. So it's great, though. I mean, we have our our team is just full of people that love coming in the rink, love having fun. We have a very cohesive group that loves being around each other. There's team dinners on the road all the time. Different guys, different ages. Doesn't matter. I mean, I, I looked at Craig Henderson, and he was playing video games with the guys and on the road and stuff. And I mean, he's one of the young guys too at times. So it, it was awesome. It was a it was a lot of fun. Um, you, you, uh, you you keep with the trends when you have young guys around you too. Some of the fads. So uh, that's a lot of fun to be around too. And it's always putting a smile on guys on, on your face when you're able to be around guys like that.
3: Jason was just. Uh
2: I was just talking about Donnie and the coaching staff's um, commitment to development and I know Donnie said since you got here like he's you haven't even scratched the surface so how much does that approach
3: play into the the career years guys had this year including your own yeah
5: you know what he really allowed guys to grow and develop it was um it was a learning experience for everybody and Don is only I think this is his second full year I think two and a half or however long he's been here and he's still learning about himself as a coach and um, so he knows that sometimes you have to be a little more patient with a younger guy and um, he was through management and ownership and his whole staff and stuff they're able to hone in on that development but also push to try to get the best out of each individual player as well and also win a good amount of games I mean, we hit 40 wins here and that's something to be proud of and that's a big step but I I still think that they did an unbelievable job with individual development for everybody. I mean, it didn't matter if you were a rookie or you're in your 13th year or anything, you were still trying to be better and they were trying to get more out of you each and every day.
0: Speaking of stalls, do you have an explanation for Thompson's Shrine to you over there? No, at the end of the season.
5: oh that start i don't know i i don't i don't really know but there's there was a time when there was a thing added probably weekly so that was uh, i'd walk by and just roll my eyes and laugh but no it's it's funny i don't know where that started or how but it was yeah you'll have to ask him about that alex you played a lot of playoff games but
4: a lot of guys in this room haven't darlene just told us it still bugs him that you missed by two points
2: how, how much is that a motivator for guys that you were? Going
5: into the and into the next you know what yeah you're going to talk about motivator but i'm gonna it's it's a confidence booster too because no one thought we were going to be in this position i think they had us at the last in the league and on a lot of polls and oh they're going to make steps forward but they're still not going to be good because how young they are and stuff so we had a little bit of a chip on our shoulder and we wanted to prove some people wrong and i thought we did so but just to be that close and still the youngest team in the league, that gives the guys a lot of confidence and be like, hey, like we can do this. We just have to don't go on an eight-game losing streak, or like you could pick apart the season and stuff like that. But everybody, even guys in the playoffs, minus the Bruins, um, have stretches <laughs> like that. So I mean, you have to just continue to learn that game two and three are just as important as game eighty-one and eighty-two in a season, and that's what it comes down to. Uh, is the teams that put together the full season. And honestly, making the playoffs is the next step, but the ultimate goal is still to win a Stanley Cup in this locker room, and only one team is able to do it a year. So that means 31 other teams are disappointed at the end of the day, just as we were a a week ago. And along those lines, how much did you
4: guys learn in March where things looked like they were over, and you guys almost reinvented your game in some ways, especially when Levi was here, and you were able to win those 2-1, 3-2 games? back
5: in the race. I mean that's what you're gonna have to do. Sometimes you have to win a game that's six to five and sometimes you're gonna have to win a game that's one to nothing or two to one and you're gonna have to find ways to do it. So it's not only reinventing yourself throughout a stretch of games or anything like that, but it's game by game. It might be shift by shift, it might be in certain situations and that's what experience comes with, that's what games play comes with and um, we're continuing to build towards that and I'm really excited about it. Pardon? To move forward next
3: year with the expectation of playoffs. The like playoffs are going to be right there at the front of everybody's minds.
5: Yeah, to not look at the playoffs being right at the, at the front of everybody's minds, to <coughs> not listen to you guys talk about play, playoff exp, um, expectations. Honestly, that's a big step. So uh, we're going to be worrying about game one, and that's what you have to do. Honestly, if you look too far ahead, if you look at expectations or – betting odds and stuff like that it's gonna it, it can get to people's heads and um, it can lead to disappointment and or the other way around too and so it's something that you just can't worry about you have to leave all the outside noise um, behind you and just worry about game one worry about right now we're gonna worry about having a good having a good time and enjoying ourselves in the next couple of days before guys part ways for the summer um, and then you got to worry about your summer workouts and the training camp and in the game one. And if you're looking past game one, you've already lost. So you get, that's what we're going to have to worry about in this locker room.
0: It is a big off season for so many. What are you looking forward to seeing out of your two stallmates level up this summer?
5: Oh, um, yeah. No, I mean, I thought they made really big jumps from the time that um, I first played with JJ, I think, and one, of, I think his, his first NHL game just to see him Uh, Progressed from that to this year was huge and just to see them throughout the whole season I mean their confidence grew and their understanding of what they have to do each and every day and they became NHL players they became pros. I mean they did that and they figured it out and um, I mean there was a lot of other guys. Owen and and obviously uh, Quinter had a really good year and to see that and they'll continue to build off of it. They'll become more consistent. They'll be more reliable and everything like that but they're 21, 22 year old kids and I was thinking about my rookie year and um, I was in a little bit different situation on a little bit of an older team Um, but it just makes me smile and I'm honestly kind of jealous. I've loved my last six years in the NHL and I wish I could do it all over again and play for as long as I can and It's going to be a lot of fun for them, and I'm really excited to see. So they got stuff that that they know that they're going to work on this summer, and they're going to try to get bigger and stronger, and their bodies are going to mature. And um, I'm really excited to see what they have uh, to offer come training camp.
2: Buffalo Sabres forward Alex Tuck earlier today with the media and Paul Hamilton. We're going to take a quick timeout, and we'll get you the rest of Alex Tuck with the media. When we come back, you'll listen to Sports Talk Saturday right here on WGR
1: load up on some great wgr apparel at wgr550shop.com t-shirts sweatshirts hoodies and more including a new we still believe sweatshirt get yours now before they're gone at wgr550shop.com odyssey is your home for all the audio that matters to you download the free odyssey app today to listen to wgr sports radio 550 brought to you by value home centers for the do it yourself or in you
2: Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR, and here is our continuation of Sabres forward Alex Tuck with the media earlier today as Sabres locker clean out.
4: Does Team USA ask you to play in the Worlds?
2: Uh, yes.
5: Are you going to? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to break to you. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, so that's the first time I'm going to play in World Championships. Um, and uh, my brother Luke is actually going to come too, so we're going to play together. So that's something that I, uh, I'm really... Proud to say is this is going to be the first time my brother and I are going to play on the same hockey team together. We're six years apart. Uh, we're we're very close, but um, and who knows if we'll ever, we'll ever be able to do it again. So, the opportunity presented itself, and uh, I had to I had to jump at it, honestly. And um, to wear the uh, the USA logo is always something that I've um, really um, it's been really special to me in the past, and uh, it's going to continue to. Be really special for me, and I'm going to try to try to make the country proud.
3: Yeah. Jeff is known as a goal scorer, but he took major strides even at age 31 as a playmaker. All those assists—just what did you see transform in his game that allowed him to do that? Having connected on so many of those passes and stuff.
5: Oh, uh, yeah. Jeff has uh, probably one of the more unique skill sets in the league, just in his skating ability and. His tenacity and his ability to just hold on to pucks in crazy situations and use his feet and stuff. And I don't even think you guys realize some of the plays that he makes and um, the way he turns a defenseman into a, a, in a situation where like he shouldn't be moving that way and stuff. It's it's been it was pretty crazy to see. And um, I thought we built a lot of chemistry over the year over the past year and a half and stuff and he's super easy to play with he's super smart but like he said he I think he I don't know just made steps in his own in his own game and what is this year when he started out when he's 18 he's 30 12 13 he's played over 900 games still getting better I mean that that just goes to show that I mean he leads by example each and every day he's He's vocal. Uh, he might not be. He's not going to step up and give a big speech in the middle of an intermission or anything like that. But he goes out there, works really hard. He cares, and he's he cares about continuing to get better each and every day. After 900 games played at the age of 30, and it showed this year, and he was able to break through a barrier that was really interesting. The the point barrier that he had four years in or whatever he ha- he's had in his career the 63 points or something like that and. And now he's 82. That's that's an unbelievable year. It's over a point per game, and it's something that he should be really proud of. And uh, I was just happy to, to be along for the ride and play with him on a line, and it was a lot of fun. Is it easier to be on a line with him or go on his TV show? Huh. <laughs> be on a line. <laughs> um, no, no, that TV show is great. Um, I was lucky enough. I was his first guest. I was lucky enough to, to see the, uh, to the, the original show that um, – I saw all those, I, I was a fan of Zach Galif- Galifianakis, and uh, Jeff decided to do his uh, parody spinoff, and I, was, I, I jumped at the opportunity when he asked me, I was really excited, but um, you, there's a lot of cutscenes of me dying laughing, so I, it might've looked like I was able to hold it together, probably better than I was, because there were some scenes that I was, I was laughing really hard. No, but he's great, he's a great guy, he's an unbelievable teammate, he's a lot of fun to be around, um, really quirky, but, man, he's funny and he's, like I said, an awesome teammate.
3: Alex, you mentioned the goals was to play 82 games. I think a lot of people expected you to miss more when you got hurt. What was the process like coming back from that and, and playing through it to finish out the year?
5: Um, yeah, so I, I, don't know. I'll, I guess I'll talk about it. I was originally supposed to miss four to six weeks. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, be a faster healer, I guess you can say and through the, there was still obviously some risk coming back early. I think it was after 16 days I ended up making my first um, came back, I guess you can say, and got cleared to play. Um, There was a little bit of risk, but I thought the reward was a lot greater. Um, I just wanted to come back and and push and um, try to help my team as much as possible in a run for the playoffs, because I thought we were still in a position where we can make some waves, and who knows, honestly. And so that was something that I tried to uh, come back from as quick as possible. Um, and like I said, I, I healed fast. There was no extra issues with it. Um, and through everyone's risk management, uh, they allowed me to play. So, I mean, to go into battle with these guys, it was no brainer for me.
0: And obviously, great that there are no lingering effects of that, but even though missing the playoffs still so worth it to you to come back on that accelerated timeline
5: yeah no definitely uh, I feel healthy right now and everything's healed up and so it was great but I mean there's guys that you don't know about playing with injuries every single mm-hmm. game and day and bumps <coughs> and bruises and um, guys pushed it coming back early mm-hmm. each time and there's a couple of guys that you know, I, I know that you guys know who did, who did this and they can speak on their own behalf mm-hmm. but um, this just shows you how guys want to play for each other. They want to go in the battle. They want to come back. They want to play. Not only for themselves to go back and playing, but for the other guys that they're sitting next to in this locker room. What do you see Jordan Greenway fit in here and what do you expect uh, going forward? So I've met, I've known Jordan since he was about 14, 15 years old. We have the same agent. We used to go to those camps in the summertime together. He was a year behind me at the US program. Um, I love Jordan. He's always been a great guy, really nice guy, um, always been physically dominant, um, really big human being, uh, as you guys know, um, who lost a little bit of confidence there. Um, and we were also in Minnesota together too, uh, both drafted there, so we did development camps and stuff like that. And um, I just thought that he lost a little bit of confidence there. He's always had the skill set, he's always had the ability, and what better guy than his old NTDP coach to get that confidence back and going and than Don Granado? And um, he was excited to get Jordan here. He pushed hard for it. Um, and it worked out. I thought Jordan came in and he scored a couple big goals for us. He came in and provided a physical presence. And um, he wasn't all healthy the whole time he was here either and, and stuff. And he played through some injuries and he battled. He went in and worked and, he um, found his way on this team, and um, it was it was great to see, honestly, because he's such a great guy, and he's uh, he's really fit in and um, off the ice as well. Um, I'm excited to have him be my teammate next year for a full season.
2: Thanks. That was Buffalo Sabres forward Alex Tuck earlier today with the media as it is Locker Cleanout Day. We will hear also from more Sabres tomorrow. They, of course, will not be here live. We are off for the rest of the weekend. We'll be back on Monday, where on Monday at 10 and 10.30, we should be hearing from Sabres head coach Don Granado and general manager Kevin Adams. But this has been Sports Talk Saturday. I'm Zach Jones. Nate Erie had the day off along with Corey Griswold. It's been a blast. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for Paul Hamilton as well who joined. And everyone, enjoy the lovely weather because the weather seems to be turning just, just a bit back to winter next week. So enjoy the sunshine. It's been a blast. Have a great weekend. This is Sports Talk Saturday. You're listening to WGR.